you enjoying this? No, on the contrary, take it as a compliment. You're a bright young man. This monkey business is in your blood, under your skin. You're not getting out, you're just getting in. You're only getting started. I've every faith in you. And one day in the future, it'll be you sitting here in my place, telling some young Turk the facts of life. Welcome to the layer cake, son. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of The Substandard, brought to you by Casper Mattresses. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you that Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look at our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. In addition, we'd also like to remind you that Substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are often available on Fridays at 11 a.m. at weeklystandard.com. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, September 22 is National Hobbit Day. Did you do anything special? <laughs> I didn't do anything different, if that's what you mean. <laughs> and my axe. Okay, how was your That's weekend? a dwarf. Was, I, Idiot. I just throw that in there. <laughs> God. <laughs> No, we got out some gem dice and uh, rolled a couple characters. And uh, most important character attribute, go. Dexterity. Yes. (laughs) Am I right? Yes. Oh, man. I didn't even know what you were going to ask. Just put me on the spot. Sonny, for you, most important character. When you were rolling and had to apportion your character points. Constitution. Last week. Literally no idea what you're talking about. I have no, I don't understand. Le- most overrated. Constitution? No, no, that's life. Wisdom. Oh, wisdom, yes, that's what it was. It was <laughs> or one for smart Charisma. Yeah, I'm not into that. I'm not talking, I'm killing. <laughs> I don't have time. Strength and dexterity. Strength I don't dexterity. care, that's all I need. Constitution I don't need a brain. It... I don't need a brain. <laughs> right. You could provide the brain yourself. Oh, I've got Would it. Would you play as a spellcaster? No, or were you always no, a warrior I love or a being ranger? a warrior or a, a, some sort of assassin type, right? Can oh, you be assassin. an assassin type? Did you I ever do the rogue oriental adventures? Uh, no, excuse whoa. me. Why, whoa. Would, why whoa. would I want to? Whoa. Why whoa. would whoa. I want to do guys, oriental adventures? Guys, that's a little you bit. You know what? It's a little I, bit actually, much. Actually, I am familiar with it. You know what I'm I talking am, about, I am. I right? am. That's where I learned the word shuriken. Because that was the uh, word for Chinese stars. That's what common folks say, Chinese. How did you get it? How did you turn this conversation into this? You ambushed me. No, no, no. So I I will just briefly, it was was an interesting weekend. And we went to the Lego store. Oh. Ah. And I saw the new Lego Millennium Falcon Ultimate Home Wrecker Edition. Oh, <laughs> live and in person. That's a nice branding. And it is something else. How many pieces is it? I uh, I'd have to effort that, but it's the si- I'm not kidding when I tell you it's the size of this table. You know what? JVL, it's an $800. The table, the table we are the sitting table at. we're sitting at is about uh, 3 feet uh, long. JVL, just, uh, so everyone I knows. I also saw it a couple of weeks ago. That Millennium Falcon, because it's different than the one that Michael has. Yeah, it's and three times the size. Well, what I thought was, I said to Mike, the first thing I said is, this is to, this is to scale, isn't it? It's, it's to scale. It's it, unbelievable. You can match that up with the Slave 1 Lego, and that's a real fight right there. But go ahead. 7,541 pieces, I believe. Is that a lot? $800. $800 for yeah, uh, Lego that's, that's more than the Death Star. Raise your hand if your wife is going out of town this weekend. Oh, oh. my gosh. Shannon, oh. Shannon, take the checkbook. Oh, look at that. Cancel the credit card. Cancel look the credit that. card. Shannon, whatever you do, don't... <laughs> Change the change the 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 you know lock on your uh, safe where you keep your diamonds yeah. when you change leave. your ATM pin. Here's the thing: if my wife did not want me to buy the seven thousand five hundred and forty one <laughs> piece Lego Millennium Falcon Home Wrecker Edition, then she wouldn't be going out of town and leaving me with four children. That's a good point. She brought this on herself. The fact that she is leaving me to my own devices with one, two, three, four children. Oh my gosh! Is I take that as actually tacit approval. Of the purchase. But the problem with having four children there is when you buy it, you're not going to be able to put it together right away because there's too many children. That's what right? my office is for. So, but you have to- <laughs> At a door I assume, lock. I assume that you're just going to put the children in like a closet or something and like padlock <laughs> the door. That's why we have a yard. Let them let them suffocate each other. Kids, go, they... go play in the yard. That's why we have a swing set. Daddy's building Legos. That's the big one at the store. I think that was the big showcase, wasn't it? So Kristen, Kristen Anderson, our our buddy, was out of the country for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. 
And her husband was uh, texting me back and forth pictures of his Lego project while she was away. He got the giant Saturn V rocket. And uh, and she came home and was outraged to find that her dining room table had become the launch pad for this. It's it, No kidding, it's three and a half feet high. It's an amazing set. And I laughed, laughed, laughed. I said, <laughs> I knew all about this, that this was happening. <laughs> it's great. But I, I'll be honest, Chris let her get off pretty easily by not getting the Millennium Falcon. While we're on, She the, ought to be grateful. While, yes. While we're on the topic of Lego, uh, does your... Chill, do your chill, do you really do you have any sort of interest in Ninja Go or no? Ninjago, Ninjago, I think it's called Ninjago. I don't think oh, it's Ninja, Ninja Go. Go, Ninja Go, no, Ninjago. I, I tell you, I have, I have minus 17 interest in Ninjago or however it's pronounced, except that there is a new building set tied to the movie, uh, of, a, of like a, a building that's gorgeous, like a, like a uh, temple. None. It's just like a, like a city block in some sort of fictional Asian kind of huh. inner city, and the level of detail on it is is quite something wow. to behold. I, did you see the Lego Batman movie? No, I didn't either. And I I like kind of on basic principle. Just I I wasn't I wasn't interested and thought it was dumb. My looking. my kids, of course, loved it. Kate said it was just okay. I, I I thought the f- the first Lego movie was kind of fun and it un- it was like unexpectedly entertaining yeah. is is how I would describe it. It's fine. And I think the the oh end of the show. No oversold oversold. No, but it was. I thought it was fine. I mean, yeah, I, I, thought, I, I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought it was like, very entertaining. I thought it was. I thought it was unexpectedly entertaining. And this mm-hmm. whole like. The effort to create a uh, like Lego universe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lego, Lego cinematic universe, mm-hmm. is like yeah. I totally mm-hmm. I don't get it no. because all those movies look kind of the same. Well, apparently, and not in, that fun in the Batman Lego. Lego movies, there are just only you know a few you know handful of uh, references for adults to enjoy. Mostly, it's for know, the kids. I don't appreciate their their attempts to turn the guy who dresses up like a bat and punches people. Into, into a figure of fun, uh-huh. frankly. Yes, this is a, it's, it's a topic that needs to be treated mm-hmm. seriously <laughs> and with proper respect. And this this whole, like, oh, Will Arnett is fun Batman. That's right, fun Batman. And he's got campy gay Robin or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm just not into that. Well, apparently there's uh, a scene where uh, the Joker is talking about this big plot. It'll be bigger than anything before, better than any other plot before. And, some, and one of his henchmen says, you mean better? Th- what about the two ferry boats? He goes, no, better than that. So one reference to the Dark Knight. There you go. That sounds dumb. You know, that movie mm-hmm. sounds dumb. I'm just telling I'm not you, man. See it. I'm just telling I'm you. I'm never going to see that. Okay, Sonny, how uh, I haven't seen it either. How are you? I'm great. I know What's everybody here has been on tenterhooks waiting to find out how Chili's. my fantasy. Oh, I, I thought we were talking about Chili's again. Finals. Sorry. How dare how'd you? It go? How dare you? No, I thought we were talking about how you were coping. Rubbing salt in Not the salt, concern. Um, salt, like on so many delicious tostada chips and ringed around so many tasty margarita glasses. Uh, big news, I am once again the champion of my fantasy hey, baseball congratulations, it's been, Santino. It's been, it's been nine years since my last title, but I'm back. I'm wow. back in the... In the championship, uh, I will be getting my trophy soon. I'll bring it in here. You guys can touch it. Like the, we'll do a Stanley Cup thing it, it, is with it, it. Is it also? Is there a big payout, or you're not allowed to discuss that? Uh, well, I mean, I like uh, like a hundred fifty bucks or something. Do like you that, guys huh? have an actual trophy? Well, we have. That would be so we get, cool. We get a new one every year, and like the you winner don't have gets one. We don't have one that we send around because no, no, no. that's what you should. It's, eh, but that's do. that's more effort than frankly we were interested in putting into it. But fair. Mm-hmm. Um, for you. But also, uh, yeah, so big, big... Uh, Does each new trophy have the previous winner's names engraved on it? No. <laughs> no, you just have That's your name. That's what you need to do. You just have your this name. So, not Wimbledon. so from going this forward, not Wimbledon. everybody gets their own trophy. You know, if you want to start, have you start Fantasy Baseball League, you can start a you know Fantasy what? Baseball League you know with what? your own trophy rules Here's the and, thing. Your, and your, your own way of doing things. I, just let me have this. I don't want to be running my own Fantasy Baseball League. Why not? But I volunteer. You're the one who wanted to talk about baseball I on the show. I volunteer to handle the trophy stuff for your league. 
because I can improve already, it and make it better. Ha- we already have somebody handling the trophy stuff for our league. It's great. Our you league have is an great. outside consultant. We have who we have trophies. We have we've had we have a decade long league going now, a keeper league. It's been very successful. We've only had to kick out like three people. I just want to over, improve your trophies. Over the years. I don't want you to approve. You don't you don't for have free. any say. I'm not going to charge you for this. I know. I'm I'm not worried about paying in. money. Pro bono. I would I would happily pay money to somebody who was competent at this sort of thing who had a track record of trophy design but we don't actually need that because we have a perfectly fine trophy right now it's gonna get you a trophy designed by prana but that's okay i don't want a trophy designed by prana i don't need a leather studded. you know <laughs> leather studded base i'm with, the running like for a, another brand ambassador like a riding oh riding crop which, for real which 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 one? which one there's a surf shop Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Down at the beach. Doesn't this mean that you have to be put a out? Uh, that if, has yeah, approached you actually me. have to go surf. Approached me for. Uh, <laughs> I did surf before I had children. Don't you have to like know what you're what you're talking about when it comes to surfing? No, I know what I'm talking about. I just don't get to do it anymore. Uh, so here's point break anyway. Over here. Anyway, ahead. anyway, anyway. I am point break. I am once again the champion. Everyone should send me their kudos. Uh, I will accept your 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 mm. praise mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. respect and mm. admiration. It's mm-hmm. funny we there was there was a time in my league where I, I frankly didn't have that that good a run from like 2009 to 2016 or so. But we're making fantasy baseball great again. It we are making fantasy baseball great again this year. That's good awesome. For you. It makes it all worth it. What is your team name? Uh, my team name for the last couple of years has been the Space Popes, and it's the Space Pope from Futurama. You know, the, have you? Do you watch Futurama? Have you no. ever watched Futurama? First season. There was like a. There's. There was like a. It's like a. It's like a two second joke. But I changed the name when they were picking a new pope, and my blasphemy has finally paid off. So. <laughs> You got your space gone, This has gone. This has gone over real well with the Catholics in the room. <laughs> I'm like, there's, yes, I'm about to lovely. get. I'm about to well, get. Uh, space Pope couldn't be any worse than the real one. I'm about to. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to get like. Uh, no argument there. Inquisitioned okay. over no, here. No, 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 no argument there. Um, Victorina, how was your weekend? Oh, was how was your weekend, Vic? Oh, did well, you go and help demo with I, Captain Bill? No, that hasn't happened yet. Um, the, <laughs> Are you trying to the, the, plot your excuses? No, no, no. I'll be uh, ready. For those of you guys it who would don't follow the expanded, the expanded universe. For those of you guys who don't follow the expanded substandard universe that plays out on Twitter every week, uh, Captain Bill Dwyer was is is or was doing some. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Demo. Going to do a demo. demo well, they're adding on to the work. house, so they have to knock down the old deck. And, then and this is always the best part of any like makeover show where they take the sledgehammers to stuff and they tear it down and you know you just smash things and you break it Vic Vic, Vic will be providing the martinis (laughs) well yes sure Uh, and I believe Captain Bill said that he would take pictures so that would be very interesting but he's been very busy lately I want Facebook live video of you swinging a hammer I'm afraid of the splitters but the uh, uh, it'd be like that scene in Zoolander where he's in the coal mine I was going to say, like, uh, Joda in Veep tried to chop the wood, you know, and is just doing that thing. Uh, no, but he's uh, been very busy, you know. Um, Saving lives. And, well, he's, he's, a, <laughs> he's a captain, but he's also a fire marshal, and there are not many of those. And I think what happens next is he goes to LE, law enforcement, so he gets to be sort of like firefighter and cop, where he gets to pack heat. And it's much like me being a writer and an editor at the same time. <laughs> This is the senior editor role. Yeah, yeah. Basically, no, no, of, no, no. That's uh, exactly yeah. what it's, it's like. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Not for everybody. Yeah, you know, the senior editor edits sometimes, maybe, but mostly there are writers. Writers, you know, you know something, what, something like that. Uh, Vic has a red pen for when he's an editor and a pencil for when he's a writer. That's, that's right. No, uh, what was interesting is, let's see here, over the weekend, I did uh, go to the supermarket, the new and supposedly improved Harris Teeter. And I was waiting at the. You well, know, they just rearranged everything. Well, I Harris don't under, did, Is Harris Teeter undergoing a like makeover? No, that Are one they, did. Oh. That one they did a full thing. So I'm at the uh, deli counter, waiting, and um, and I'm looking at the. I normally get samples, and this time, <laughs> like a child. Well, you know where we're going with this because this is at like the deli. So you want the meat? You want you want, and cheese? Oh, can I have? Maybe? I never. I don't get the I'm cake not, samples. You ever see samples of cake? No, I don't yeah. want samples. You're like, of cake. oh, I want. Oh, I'm gonna try that ham. Maybe I'm gonna get some ham today. Can Oh no, that was the roast beef. Maybe, Can I, yeah, I know. Just, but you know what? I need more, more than one than that. A little more no, than roast beef. No, I need beef. more than Come one. On. And so, uh, but the problem was, there's all these kids and old people going in there, and I'm like, ew, gross. Even for me. So what I do is I reach all the way into the back of that little plastic bin. So you get your hand over. Your hand possibly, covers the entire surface possibly. area. It's You've possible. got little flakes of your skin are <laughs> drifting over all of the food. <laughs> As you reach back there, and yes, you would uh, you would believe, and and they're all toothpicks, so that I just grab one, and I think that was fine for everybody else. The question is, are you a samples sort of guy at the supermarket, Sonny? Well, it 
Um, so when I go to the deli, I usually have like an idea of what I want, right? I want like the ham or yep. the roast beef mm-hmm. or Same. whatever. And what they will do is they will slice a slice off and like give it to you and say like, oh, yes. is this thick enough or thin enough? Do you ever like, turn it down? or you? No, of course not. I eat that. I'm like, yeah, give yeah, me that. Give me, give me, right, give right. me. I want to shove it in my face. <laughs> I'm going to shove that food in my face. Um, so I will, I will eat that, but I don't. Like I, I don't really do the Sam's Club Harris Teeter style the plastic like, bin reach in. Have well, one. that's like the Harris Teeter style yeah. with the plastic. And like, I, I, do you remember? Have you ever been to a Sam's Club? Do you know Once. what a Sam's Club? Yeah, yeah. So like Sam's Club would have like people with oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 giving out giving samples. Out. Uh-huh, and, sure. And I would definitely do that as a kid. I don't really, I don't do that anymore because frankly, I have a shopping agenda. I want to get in and get out. I don't have time for samples. I, I always make time for samples. I don't. I don't need. I don't, I don't need little chunks of cheese no, or whatever. No germaphobic concerns for you. My hunger overrides them. Even if I'm seeing I'm being dis- once JVL, this happened once where my germaphobe side uh, won out, and I was on a flight uh, with uh, my buddy Todd. We were go- we we're heading to Germany, but we had a stopover in Iceland, right? So you have the Iceland, <laughs> and you stop at Keflavik Airport, and it's probably six or seven in the morning Kef- uh, Iceland time, so it's like two a.m. or something. You know, our time. Everyone's tired. You walk out of the plane. There's a duty-free shop that's open. And they had free samples of smoked salmon. Oh, my gosh. Icelandic smoked salmon. Mm. You know, that sounds delicious. Except for the fact that everybody from the plane went right over there and all with their hands grabbing the pieces of salmon, supposedly with toothpicks, and it looked shiny and kind of slimy looking. And and you could almost hear like, you know, it was like a scene out of uh, it's Ma- like a horror movie, you know like what it was like? It was zombie. It was, film. Like, it was like the chocolate covered pretzels and mall rats. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like no. I took one Speaking look. Speaking of shopping agendas, see, there you go. I looked at it and I just thought, even I, even I am not going to go that far. I can't do it. JVL, are you a? F- you're. Pr- I'm going to guess you are not a samples person. I make exceptions for Costco because in Costco they do it in little, uh, little miniature kiosks and they put out the samples in very small batches. And so if I can watch. The, the food worker putting the samples out and I can be the first person so I can see that they're wearing their gloves and you know not sweating or coughing onto the food and I can get the, the very first sample off of the because they only put out like six at a time of whatever it is they're putting out then I feel okay about it okay good, good. but obviously I'm not going to go in and eat after somebody else has tried to have a sample I definitely I, the last time disgusting. I got the last time I got a sample I was like running through a Harris Teeter just I was literally just going in to get like a bag of uh, asparagus or something for a recipe and I like noticed that they had like a big plate of cheese mm. and I was like you know yeah. what? cheese mm-hmm. go that's for probably it. all right but it was like it was, the cheese was like Mild. stale oh mm. it was like it had been out for a while it's like this is not this is not this is no way for a man to live yeah, no, no, no. So, Man cannot live by sample alone. <laughs> no, but you could, you know, wet the appetite a little bit, which is fine. You just uh, want to wet your just beak. A, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, the other thing I had done was I, I sort of looked in the fridge and said, what do we got to work with for food? And we had the whole thing of mushrooms. So as I told Sonny the other day, the, what came to mind was just make a mushroom and cream sauce with pasta. So kind of an Alfredo, and uh, I whipped that up together, but I forgot to put add- Put the ingredients. Put the ingredients. Tell, tell the, the ingredients. ingredients. You have to put, uh, it's like two, this is a Mark Bittman recipe, two eggs, uh, heavy cream, cup of Parmesan cheese in a hot, heated bowl, whip a it up. cup of Parmesan yeah. cheese. Yeah, and then you pour, I had less than a cup, but then you pour it on top of the pasta, and I had already uh, done the mushrooms and butter in a, in a skillet. I forgot to add a pasta water. They always tell you pasta water is great for lots of sauces, tomato or cream-based. And I, I throw it in. It was way too eggy. I think only my daughter and I thought it was great. It was way too rich for my wife and my son. And so I ended up eating all of their leftovers uh, yesterday. It was way too eggy. Or is it eggsy? What's the term I'm looking for here? Oh, speaking of. Speaking. No, wait, but yeah, we're, we're not Go doing ahead. that next, though. Uh, are you sure? I thought we were doing chocolate. No, okay, well, okay, fine. You just ruined <laughs> his. Tra- he worked chocolate, hard at that you. transition. Sonny, Move I chocolate told, to the back Sonny, of the I tell you, chocolate is after Matthew Vaughn. Chocolate is after Sonny, Matthew Vaughn? Yes. Uh, wait, all right, <laughs> let's do that again. Okay. So, wait, wait. So, so what did you So what did you put in the, you put in the, you put in the Parmesan cheese, and then what else? Two eggs, but Sonny was way too eggy, or is it eggsy? Speaking of, of which, speaking of eggsy, over the weekend, Kingsman, the Golden Circle, led the box office with $39 million. 
Stephen King's It came in second at thirty million. That movie is going to gross three hundred million dollars next weekend, probably based on, on a thirty-five million dollar budget. Million, I, I like it is it is sh- like of all the box office shocks this year, the failures and the successes. This has to be the biggest one. I mean, like it's it, it like it, I'm I'm totally blown away by this summer horror. I don't know what success. to make of it. I yeah. don't know what to make. Annabelle of. already broke a hundred billion, so there you, you go. You keep That's talking about one. Annabelle, and this is this is like three times as big as Annabelle. Less than half the budget, and and finally, Lega Ninjago Ninjago movie was third with twenty one million dollars. Uh, Sunny JVL. Uh, did you see Kingsman the Golden Circle? I did not. What did you think? I saw Kingsman the Golden Circle. JBL, did you see Kingsman the Golden Circle? I was supposed to see it. I was supposed to see it last night, actually. And I got caught late at work with some important weekly standard business. And I missed the only showing I could possibly stay awake for. And so I went home and just watched Layer Cake again. You see what I have to work with, people? You see what I have to work with here? <laughs> You're all alone. Can I tell you, though? Oh. I did something very interesting with Layer Cake. Because it is, please, as we're going to discuss for yeah, the yeah. final 45 minutes of the show, <laughs> we will get into this. the greatest movie of the last 20 years, non-Batman division. And I have seen it a hundred times, maybe. But never have I experienced it the way I did last night. Which is naked? Last night. Like- I watched it Greased on, up on, the- on my phone. <laughs> oh, 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 come on. In portrait mode. Oh, In portrait and mode. It, it, it is. Uh, while working out? <laughs> so, no, just sitting. Oh, just sitting on your couch. We're just wearing my Mike Warren greasy headphones. <laughs> but in portrait you mode, said those to the on your phone, yeah. it's astonishing. You really can't get any better than that. That is like this is what you know, we I, need. I, I re- the theater goers. I recently I recently Exhibitors. wrote a piece for the Washington Post about how terrible the movie going experience. I read that. Oh, it's really sunny. Tell and, us. And it seems to me like the only way we can really show them how bad it has gotten is to all just watch Layer Cake on our phones, in vertically. Vertically. Yeah. We should explain to people that portrait mode, some of you are old and you don't know what portrait mode is. That's the way you hold it vertically and the <laughs> that's, horizontal. That's the way you shoot video, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, you dum-dums. This is why all of our, <laughs> this is why two-thirds of our screen is letterbox bars. I, I, when people shoot video in portrait mode, it makes me crazy. And how we have this amazing technology which can fix everything in the universe but can't take vertical video and convert it to landscape somehow you just lose, me you lose information, though. Who cares? <laughs> Make it up. There has to be some way to trade off like resolution and screen size mm-hmm. for getting it into the per- the correct aspect ratio. But you lose. But like, how would the how would the algorithm that you're suggesting know what to look at on the screen if you're shooting it in that machine learning? Look, the problem neural networks. The problem with this is it's it's all user error. Just hold your goddamn phone sideways. Just hold it horizontally. People are stupid. Yes, people are stupid. You should be angry at the people, not the machines. The machines are smart. I want the machines to fix this. Anyway, continue. You, you ever see video, by the way? You're trying to watch it on your phone, but whoever recorded it did it in a weird way. So every time you turn it, it keeps on turning the oh, yeah, other it keeps, way. Like flipping. flipping over. Like oh god, that, yeah, that is looking, the worst. You have to tilt your head. Uh, no names. No people names. People are. Hi, honey. People okay. should. <laughs> Oh jeez! All right, tell Shots us more fired. about no. Tell us about the tell us <laughs> tell us about the movie. Yeah, sorry, please let's move along. Kingsman's Golden Circle. <laughs> Kingsman, the golden, the golden shower. Okay. Nope. Sorry, sorry. I thought it was. Did even I, I even, say, I, does, even I, I didn't go there? I was just look. You were gonna get there. I thought it. Okay, don't, go. Don't ahead. lie. We're Sunny, gonna get there please. eventually. Sunny. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. So Kingsman, uh, the Secret Service came out three years ago, 2014. Um, and it is, I think, one of like the kind of key cinematic texts of our time. It is a, it is a like, first off, it's a comic book movie. Not everyone knows that it's a comic book movie. It's like designed to be the start of a franchise. So you have these, you have all of these kind of business ideas wrapped up in the movie. But also it's, it is, it is laden with irony and it is kind of this parody of the spy movies from a better time, from a, from a classier time. But it is also like a one of the most populist films I've ever seen. It's like it is a it is literally a movie about how shadowy elites are uh, manipulating uh, climate change, paranoia, and fear mongering 
in order to radically reduce the population of the idiots who are in the theaters watching the movie right now mm-hmm. uh, uh, for their own nefarious ends. It is like it is like it, it is basically the Donald Trump of movies. Um, okay, so that is its own thing. It was great. I loved it. We'll talk about this more a little later, I think. But I, I thought it was a very successful for what it was trying to do. I think it's an extremely su- successful movie and uh, and and holds up. Rewatched it recently. You, I, I gave you my Blu-ray. You watched it, and it? Uh, I don't think you liked it as much as I did. No. But no. Um, uh, but really, the, uh, anyway, we'll, get, like we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll I get like Layer Cake better. We we so the sequel uh, uh, picks up a few years later. Uh, Eggsy, the hero, Taron Egerton, however you pronounce his name, uh, is is now a full fledged Kingsman. He is working to save the world on the down low and. Uh, as the movie starts, he is attacked by uh, one of the failed Kingsmen from the previous movie. And like right here, you almost start to see kind of the problem with this movie. There's a lot of reliance on things from the first film instead of building new stuff. And there's a lot of new building and new world world expansion and that sort of thing. But like the, the first enemy in this movie is a guy who was uh, a pseudo enemy in the first film. And it is like, it's not a great sign for where things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, Eggsy is now married to the Swedish princess who we met at the end of the, or not married. I'm sorry, is dating the Swedish yes. princess. They oh, are great. they are dating uh, in 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 foggy London town. Uh, he is trying to learn how to you know wow her royal family. She is trying to learn how to be with his kind of chavy you know English chums. Very chavy. Um, and uh, as the movie begins, uh, a crazy drug running CEO played by. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, the redhead Julianne Moore. Moore. Julianne Moore. Thank you. Uh, destroys the Kingsmen, blows them all up with rockets and missiles, and destroys them. Tears up their whole their whole world. And he has to figure out what's going on with the help of Merlin, who's played by Mark Strong from the first film again. Uh, so to do this, they go to America and they meet up with the Statesmen. And this is like this is the best part of the movie. The best part of the movie is seeing the Statesmen in action, who are kind of the American versions of the. The Kingsmen. They are they are uh, whiskey distillers. They have electrified bull whips that are they're they're like kind of instead of the umbrellas, you know, uh, the bourbon instead of the the tailor on Savile Row, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Jeff Bridges is like running the show. Tatum Channing or Channing Tatum is the um, is like the like kind of bad boy. He's almost like the Eggsy of. Again, okay. he's like the American Eggsy, right. uh, and they are the and, and, and Oberyn Martell and Oberyn Martell <laughs> plays like kind of the like he is the statesman who is with them the most, and you know he like saves day and maybe he's working ah. both sides of the thing. Blah, blah. Anyway, the 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 best stuff here is the stuff of the statesman, um, the stuff with Poppy, who is like kind of created this uh, this little nineteen fifties Greece style. You know, like Grease the movie, not Grease the country. Oh, okay. <laughs> Grease, Grease the movie, uh, uh, kind of like little play area in the jungles of Cambodia. Um, and she uh, has poisoned the world's drug supply in order to force the American government to legitimate her business. So this is like a, this is a um, uh, kind of an idea from Layer Cake, right? That drugs are just a business like any other. Mm-hmm. And Poppy really wants to be a legitimate businessman. She wants to be on CNBC talking about the day stock so numbers. We're, we're, we're and talking sort of about thing. bad drugs, not pharmaceuticals. Bad drugs, right. Mm-hmm. Bad drugs as opposed to good drugs. Um, uh, but again, this is like a very layer cake thing. It's like this idea that the drug business is a business like any other. And she wants to be considered a businessman. So in order to legitimate her business, she has poisoned all of her customers and uh, will only release the antidote if the... Uh, United States government pardons her for all her crimes and lets her repatriate all her money, and she wants to start mm-hmm. paying taxes. And blah. so there's this there's this very weird like kind of like critique of the libertarian idea of like we need to legalize all drugs. These are just businessmen. They're they're not. They're crazy psychopaths. But also like the idea that just locking all these people away, as the the U.S. government does as they get sicker and sicker, kind of locks them away um is also not really working so there's there's there is kind of an idea to this but it's much more muddled i think than the the first film 
it's fun. It's entertaining. I was say, same level it's, of fun. I, I, it is not the same level of fun. It's too long. It's two hours and oh, twenty minutes, um, which is just like at least yeah. twenty or twenty-five minutes longer than this needs to be. And what they could have cut out is all the stuff with Harry. So Harry, if you remember from yes. the first film, he's shot in the head by Valentine. He mm-hmm. dies, mm-hmm. you know, but he doesn't actually die. He's resuscitated by as they s- as they show everybody they, in the trailer. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm not spoiling anything. This is this is all. This is everyone should know this if you've seen ads for it. He is resuscitated. He comes back he is um but like a, a large an unfortunately large portion of the movie maybe 20 or 25 minutes is dealt like is kind of centered around him reclaiming his status as a kingsman and like frankly i don't care i don't care about any of this he should have stayed dead he should have stayed dead and they should have just kept the action going and had mark strong be the kind of the um the the like father figure type mm-hmm. because Mark Strong is great and underrated and the only person who uses him right is Matthew Vaughn. True. True fact. And I'm done. Anyway, you should see it. It's if you like the first one you'll like this, I think. Um if you didn't like the first one you won't like this and if you didn't see the first one you kind of won't have any idea what's going on. Yes. JVL, do you have any thoughts? I Oh, really? Whatever. Sunny were you able to stay awake through the Kingsman, the Golden Circle Shower? Of course, I was able to stay awake, but I saw some people nodding off. You did. Next to me. They didn't get it. Casper is a sleep brand that created an outrageously comfortable mattress sold directly to consumers. Eliminating commission-driven, inflated prices, its award-winning sleep service was developed in-house, has a sleek design, and is delivered in a small, how-did-they-do-that-sized box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. The mattress industry has forced consumers into paying notoriously high markups. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly on to the consumer. An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper. It combines supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, Its breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. Buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Look, the Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress. It's got a shockingly fair price. The product is designed is a marriage between foam layers for an ideal level of firmness, just the right amount of sink, just the right amount of bounce. It's got an affordable price because Casper sells direct to consumers. There's free shipping and free returns to the United States and Canada with a 100-night trial and a free no-hassle return if you're not happy with it. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. It's designed and developed and assembled in the great U.S. of A. Now, we have a special offer for listeners of the show. You get $50 toward any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com substandard and using the promo code substandard at checkout. That's casper.com substandard. And use the promo code SUBSTANDARD at checkout for $50 off. Terms and conditions may apply. Hello, Yay. boys. JVL's first read. It's like I'm a big Yay. boy. I'm all grossed up now. How, how did, how you're did... groans up and you're groans up and you're groans. And if you don't buy one of these mattresses, JVL is going to be very sad. Yeah, he's because gonna, yeah. They won't ever let me because, read again. Because JVL won't get to read again and he won't get a, Ca- a Casper mattress to to try out you and know, he'll I, be very I have be very been window aggressively window shopping internet foam mattresses for a couple of years now mm-hmm. and I have been this is true true to life story really going back and forth between some of the high level brands and I think I am now tipped over to team Casper that's good to hear how did it feel giving the read like that what do you think it's nice you should use promo code Substandard. Substandard. Casper.com slash substandard using the promo code substandard. Uh, I don't know. Does it sound okay? It was wonderful. It was good. It was wonderful. It was was good. Smooth. Not like you. 
Not like last week's read. <laughs> well, last, last week's, week's read, read if you, was, if we'll go down reason, in the legends. you missed last week's episode, you should go back and just skip to like the 23-minute mark Some of you to listen to the have. read, because it was astonishing. Some of you seem to have missed last week's episode. I don't know if oh, you were turned off you by the say. idea that Darren yeah. Aronofsky is something worth listening to or, <laughs> oh, or really? rantings Based about on the Mother. Based but, on the you know, some of you seem to have missed it. Maybe you should go back and download it now. I don't know. Uh, yeah. you know. I was happy to squeeze out that ad last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we want to talk about, however, uh, this week, uh, since we were talking about the Kingsman, Matthew Vaughn, the Matthew Vaughn oeuvre, yeah. he's more of a producer than a director, but let's just talk about it in general because it is, it's it's his thing. You well, see, he started it's his as a producer. Thing. Yes. And yes. He's, he's, he's definitely- Directed a few now. He's definitely worked into the uh, yes. realm of director. Right. I mean, I am not the Matthew Vaughn fanboy here. That's Jonathan ah, Last. I would like to hear JBL. Jonathan V. Last's take on Matthew Vaughn. Why is he a big deal? What's going on? So Matthew Vaughn is interesting to me because he is a wildly uneven director. Uh, six feature films thus far. Uh, of them, Stardust is charming. Kingsman is a pretty good movie. X-Men First Class is a pretty good movie. Uh, but Layer Cake, which is his first feature film, is an A-plus five-star movie of the decade caliber movie. And I, I'm, I'm really not exaggerating. And I can't think of another director whose debut feature was that good and who never even swung for the fences again because his ambitions ever since then, you would ne- looking at Layer Cake, you would never imagine that any of the other movies he's done were the same director. Well, it is, it is actually... He, he just winched in his ambitions to an amazing degree. Well, but it, it is actually very interesting, because I was looking at his IMDb you know, portfolio, and you have Layer Cake, which is kind of this like Guy Ritchie knockoff type movie. Or a Quentin Tarantino knockoff type movie, oh, oh, and flaring then, nostrils, and then, and then flaring nostrils by JBL. and then he immediately shifts into comic book movies and has n- made nothing but comic book movies ever <clears throat> since. Stardust is adapted from a Neil Gaiman picture. Uh, Kickass is like kind of a parody almost of comic book movies, but it is itself a comic book that was uh, written by Mark Millar. And then you have the X Men movie, which is like frankly probably the best of the X Men movies, except for maybe Days of Future Past or maybe X Two. It's like right in that top tier of X Men movies. And then the Kingsman films, which are again based on comic books. So he like he takes this kind of he takes this kind of like um, this this like you know, lowbrow auteurist aesthetic and then transfers it over to the big budget, big Hollywood, big comic book idea. And I think I think it's worked for him. I think getting out of the gutter and into the, the big time has worked for him. So they're okay? all adaptations, right? Layer Cake is an adaptation of a J.J. Connolly novel, which is really great. Oh, but not a comic <clears throat> book. Not a comic yeah. book, but it's a, a very comic bookish novel. I would say it's a very light reading novel. It's a British, like imagine British Elmore Leonard. Uh, I am not going to force myself into bleeping because it's a very complicated I under- process. To I understand bleep. what you're doing. You're trying to get a rise out of me. This is your return of the Jedi, return of Revenge I, of the Sith. I think Sonny was serious. No, Layer I mean, Cake I, like, yeah. is an astonishing piece. Anybody who hasn't seen Layer Cake, just go. it's like $12.99 on Amazon right now. Just go buy it. It's, yeah. Just pick it up at an, a Walmart bin. You can do that. It's an astonishing piece of filmmaking Uh, from the opening sequence, which is the best opening sequence possibly ever put on film, uh, to even like the establishing shots. There's a shot in it where Daniel Craig's character is taken to the roof of a building that's under construction by Michael Gambon's character. The, The scene begins with an establishing shot from a helicopter looking down on the roof while rotating and then cuts to another establishing shot from below looking straight up the side of the building at the sky. And while the camera's holding the shot for about a second and a half, an airplane crosses across the frame vertically, moving from the top of the screen to the, to the bottom of the screen to the top. And this is the type of B-unit grace note, which certainly required hours of extra setup and planning and really adds something to the scene and which... 99% of directors simply wouldn't have bothered to do. Everything about this movie is astonishing. From the, I mean, the lighting in the club when Sienna Miller is dancing. Sienna Miller is an attractive lady, but the way that Vaughn shoots her in Layer Cake, she looks like Helen of Troy. I mean, this, it, it, everything about this movie is sensational. B-unit grace note. 
don't remember that one. That's mm. good. Are you sure none of that was CGI'd? They didn't CGI the plane or the... Uh, this is not a movie with a budget for CGI. This is, I mean, this is a very low budget flick. Um, I don't know. It's funny. I mean, I, this is a fun, I, I mean, this is a movie funny. which is deeply funny. And, and, you know, and, I will, I will, if you haven't seen it, I will, we have our explicit, so you should not be listening to this show with your children. But one of my favorite gags, maybe in all of cinema, is uh, so Layer Cake is really telling three interlocking stories. One of which is a. We story. should actually say what the movie is about. Let's let's <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. So not Layer Cake is this, since, not everybody since, has seen it. Since almost no one has it's seen a this movie, British <laughs> gangster movie in which there are three interlocking stories being resolved simultaneously. The first is a story of two late sixties year old. Uh, old childhood friends, Jimmy Price and Eddie Temple. Jimmy Price is a high-level gangster. Eddie Temple is a high-level, legit businessman who dabbles in illegal activity. The second is the story of the Duke and Dragon. The Duke is a very low-level, very dumb gangster, and the Dragon is a Serbian hitman. And the final story is the story of Crazy Larry and Morty, which is really the continuation of a story that dates back to the late 1970s. And caught in the middle of each of these three conflicts is Daniel Craig's character. And so that's what you have these three conflicts all revolving around Daniel Craig. And he is tangential, but but can't get out of any of them. And it's fascinating. And when I say it's funny, I mean, it's really, really funny. There is a moment when we are being told by Calmini's character. Calmini is fantastic. He plays this heavy and enforcer. And he's talking about what it was like back in the 70s. And see that we were run in this gang by Crazy Larry. And Crazy Larry was killed because he was taking liberties with too many of the boys in the gang. And Daniel Craig's character says to him, what, Crazy Larry was gay? Call me and he does this double take. And he says, gay? No, no, Crazy Larry was never gay. And there's then a smash cut to the actor who plays Crazy Larry in full, like, 1970s gear. And he looks at the camera and he says, F*** females is for p-. <laughs> It's 4048. It's really funny. It, it, everything about this... Everything about this movie is fantastic. It compares favorably with Boogie Nights and Goodfellas. Uh, it is a movie which will hold up for decades. And it rewards repeated viewing like you cannot believe. I... Vic, you you don't. This is I everybody I passed on to this. Legit loves this yes, movie. Yes, no, me me included. You know who I thought was a wonderful surprise turn uh, was Michael Gambon. Oh yeah, you know it's like Dumbledore. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. You well, know this, this movie with his like, orangutan hands. Oh, yeah. and he's so he's so tan and leathery looking. He is, and, and and the language is just you know I mean, but he it was boom boom boom. They yeah. even made him a member of the tribe. Yeah. Boom boom boom. I mean, he's everything yeah. about this. Yeah. The yeah. Act, this is such a showcase for actors. It is. It is like the great, uh, like British character actor uh, movie. You've got even Tom Hardy. In a Tom, small young yes. Tom Hardy, young Tom Hardy, and like the first, the first movie I can remember seeing him in. Stephen Walters, um, who is now a mainstay, gets one scene as Shanks, and it's this little monologue that he does while he's holding a lollipop, and it's fantastic. And then yeah. Kenneth Cra- Branham, who most people in America probably only know from Rome, where he played Pompey. Uh, yes, one of yes, the yes, yes, yes. He is Jimmy Price, yeah, yeah. and he's one of the great forgotten and, British character and, actors. Crazy Larry. Who is like shown up in a bunch of different things? Uh, yeah, who is yeah, Crazy Larry? I'll go uh, find Crazy Larry. Yeah, but he, uh, that's a great flashback in the yeah. movie. Sonny, you were going to say? Uh, no, I, 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 and Sienna Miller, uh, Miller, of course, who went on to become the great British uh, actress of our time. Sienna Miller. Sienna Miller's okay. Uh, she, Jason Fleming. Jason Fleming. Yeah, he's is great. Crazy Larry. Um, I uh, no, I, I like layer like layer cake a lot. I think it's, I think it is underappreciated and underrated i'm just sad it didn't come out this year because i would have loved to watch all of the videos on youtube explaining the ending to me <laughs> layer cakes ending explained in, in 15 scenes or less i like it just would have the, that would have the book has really a tougher ending that's believe it or not so the, in, the, in the book the the book ends with the main character being shot in the head uh, but it not being fatal, but it messing him up so that he can no longer like function in society, and he just moves to the Caribbean and becomes a bartender. 
like a bartender who's not quite right in the head. Yeah. You can't. It's it's really. But at least he lived because I did. I you know it's that's the thing. I do like your description of the film though as like kind of telling three different stories all revolving around Daniel Craig. If you if you watch it that way the second time, the first time you should just watch it. Just sit down and watch it as the story of Daniel Craig who's playing a kind of uh, a, a low-level gangster who has made some money and wants to get out with his with his winnings. Right, because he, he doesn't see himself as a gangster. Right. He says, he, I he, am he, not a gangster. Right. And, it's the first line of the movie. And going going back to the uh, discussing the Kingsman, uh, Kingsman and the Golden Circle, like the idea is drugs are not a legitimate business, but they will be eventually, and we are just trying to skim some money off the top before everything goes straight. 15 years later or 14 13 years later you know thing things haven't really gotten much better in the illegal uh uh narcotics game but uh you know i i do think that it is it is kind of it is it is interesting to think of him as a structural device around which everybody else revolves kind of a maypole of the film yeah he mm-hmm. is and i would say to people who who watch it to watch with a sound up because this is a movie which relies turn the subtitles on heavily Actually, on british slang turn the subtitles yes. on and That's, so like there's yeah. a line where he says bitter charlie used to be demonized by daily mail readers getting drunk in naff wine bars it's like five different things yes, that you have, you, yes, you yes, have yes. to have some passing familiarity mm-hmm. with british mm-hmm. culture to understand what he means by that it, but what if you do understand mm-hmm. it's re- it's actually a very funny line yeah. And Gambon's accent is not is is it's it's more. Of, I think it's all, all more working class accents there. Yes, because he's a working class guy who's yeah. gotten insanely rich yes. through uh, commercial yes. real estate. Yes. That's right. And he's also, but he's also probably the most understandable of all these guys. Yes, too. he's like he is yeah. like his his accent is the least kind of my my favorite over the top. One of the things I like about this movie is that it it's a plot driven movie, but the character stuff works actually. And so Gambon, who's the richest guy in the film, uh, has the boyfriend of his daughter killed. And the boyfriend is this poor drug drug, drug user, black guy. The reason he has him killed is because he makes a deal with this guy. that He pays him 5,000 pounds to break up with his daughter and then leave. And the guy just takes the money and doesn't break up with the daughter. And he is... Out, and Michael Kevin says... He, t- he took my 5,000 pounds. The audacity of him. <laughs> this guy who's so insanely rich gets worked up over 5,000 5, bucks. Yeah. And th- exactly. this, based on my experience with the super rich, true to form. Yeah. <laughs> and also fathers of daughters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also fathers That's a combination. <laughs> but it is right because uh, it's it's the argument of I didn't get this rich by not being stingy. Right. You know, right. little things. It's you ev- hear that. Everything about this you movie hear that is about a lot. And there's also a great, the, the sniper scenes are also very good, right? They have the sharpshooter and- The dragon scene. Dragon. Yeah. 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 Dragon. Fantastic. Dragon's fantastic. Yeah. And the, the guy who plays the, uh, the guy who plays the Serbian war criminal uh, yes. is- Astonishing! Like yeah. every every yeah. little character part yeah. in this. Yeah. Sally Hawkins, mm-hmm. who who plays mm-hmm. the Duke's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who is a serious actress. She's a Shakespearean actress, and she plays whatever the female version of a chav is. This chavy, you know, wannabe gangster girlfriend of Duke is always screaming. At the, she's great. It's really yeah. funny. When I mean, you think about the other movies that uh, Matthew Vaughn has produced, though, and it's also in that vein that Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch are very enjoyable. You know, working class gangster Brit movies, right? But but very rough compared to this. I mean, I I really think yes, rough layer cake as the uh, this thing is polished to a gleaming surface. It has cinematic ambitions in the way it is shot. In addition to sort of narrative ambitions mm-hmm. as a storytelling mm-hmm. device, mm-hmm. it really is. It's just a beautiful. I'm not kidding, and I'm I'm really. You guys know that I I I think Scorsese is overrated, but. Goodfellas is a great movie. I think this compares favorably to Goodfellas, and yeah. I don't mean that in a you know try to get a rise out of you. Yeah, way. Yeah. No, I I mean I understand what you're saying. I do think Snatch is a better movie. I think Snatch is funnier and kind of flows it's more of a comedy. Better. I mean this is this has this is not a comedy, but it's funny. Yeah, Snatch is a comedy yeah. and is funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, do okay. we want to do we want to rank Matthew Vaughn films? Uh, you guys can. I don't have that JBL feeling. Yeah, go for, go first. You go first. Uh, okay. You JVL. have stronger feelings yes. on this. Yes, go ahead, JVL. Worst, Kick-Ass. Uh, why do you, really, and you, you really kick-ass don't does not like work this movie? For me. It you just really doesn't like work this movie for me. And I, I'm curious to know why. I, I, I just think it doesn't work on the screen, actually. Um, I, I, I don't think anything about it works. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It, it occupies as a comic book, and I, I own the, the very rare variant cover of Kick-Ass number one. In nine point nine grade, 
not to brag or anything. <laughs> you uh, should retire now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's it, nothing about this thing works. It works on the page. It doesn't work on the screen for me. Uh, Kick Ass is worst uh, moving up. So we're ranking five films because I haven't seen Kingsman. So number five, Kick Ass. Uh, number four, Kingsman. Number three, Stardust. Number two, X Men: First Class. Number one, Layer Cake. Mm. But like I said, I don't think this is even close. And that what strikes me as strange is is the the gulf between not just between number one and number two, but between even the ambitions of number one and number yeah. two is so gigantic. Can you think of another director like this? I'm trying to. I'm I trying, can't. I'm trying. I've to spent, think I've spent I, like yeah. a week thinking about this, yeah. and I cannot think of another director who did something this good and then, and then went conventional-ish. Yeah, just conventional. And again, yeah, all good movies. I really like many of these movies. Yeah. But but just had no no ambitions for them. I mean, other than Guy Ritchie, of course. Oh. Going from Lock, Stock, and Snatch, and then... But he did two of them. movies like... Yeah. You know, as much Chad as Arthur. I like... As much as I like The Man from U.N.C.L.E., which is fine, uh, it's not like a Revolver. super ambitious yeah. movie. Revolver's terrible. Revolver's just bad. All right, I can say it. No, but uh, Chav Arthur is pretty, pretty ambitious. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> your list, Sonny. Uh, let's see. So, is uh, that a moleskin notebook? It is a moleskin. I only write in moleskin notebooks. Stuff you, white people like. As you should the podcast. <laughs> uh, number one is Kingsman for me, which I really like, and I, I, as somebody who doesn't really care for the James Bond uh, movies or the James Bond aesthetic, I really like. Kingsman kind of taking the piss out of all that but also like it is it is it is really a bizarre movie I mean it is a movie it's, where yeah it's where it's where they literally over the top they literally blow up Barack Obama's head on screen and and like have this whole sequence in which the world's elite yeah. you know succumb to the 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 very plots they had they had engendered uh and I I find that all very fascinating um Number two, uh, I actually have Kick-Ass as number two because I am, I like, hmm. I find it totally, I, I, for me, it actually really does work on the screen. Like Nick Cage doing his kind of Adam West Batman, um, but like murderous Adam West Batman, I found totally hilarious and, and like kind of clever and, and interesting in ways that I was surprised by. I didn't think it was going to be a very good movie. And then I was, I was kind of taken with it. And all of the stuff with Hit Girl is great. It's like really well shot, especially like the final kind of uh, shootout through the library. You know, I all that stuff I thought was really was really well done. Um, X Men First Class, which again I think is probably in that top tier of X Men movies. You have X Men First Class, and then X Two, which is really good, and um, uh, Days of Future Past. And I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't come back for Days of Future Past, but Brian Singer really kind of nailed that one. So that was all right. Brian Singer. So to speak, out of that project. Yeah, I know yeah. because Brian Singer had nothing else to do, yeah. um, which is unfortunate. But I think Brian Singer actually did very well with it. Unlike X Men Apocalypse, which is just a disaster on every level. Did he direct that? Oh yeah, <laughs> poorly. Um, number four, Stardust, which I had never seen until just recently. I just I just watched Good, it right? this this week for the first time, and I was like kind of blown away by how if I feel like if 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 this movie had come out ten years or twenty years earlier, it would be in that Princess Bride category of basic cable classics where everyone is like rewatching it and talking about all the stuff they loved like it's little things like the 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 ghosts of the brothers the royal brothers you know kind of floating through it um there were robert de niro's robert de niro's gay pirate is like totally fantastic and and absurd and great um uh let's see uh after that is kingsman golden circle which again i didn't love I didn't love, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And then Layer Cake, which is fine for being a Guy Ritchie <laughs> knockoff. Vic, what time is it? 52.25. yourself. <laughs> you thought you could resist, but you can't. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we're not doing chocolate. Uh, well, Why not? Do you we're not going to do chocolate? Oh, it's well, 50, we're at 52 minutes. 52. I don't know. We could is, save chocolate. We don't have to we'll save, save it. We'll, we'll save it for next week. We're getting closer to Halloween anyway. Yeah, we're next, getting closer next to Halloween. I, for serious, for scheduling purposes, I want an entire episode defi- definitive oh, Sagarin oh, ranking oh, of Halloween candy. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, sure. Fine. 50 for minutes real. on candy. For real. I can do it. Number one, like, is, not number a, one is good and plenty. Shut up. Shut up. Save it for the next show. <laughs> not save a half-assed. Save it, save for, it the for the next, next show. We can't even talk. We got to do Spirit of the Week. 
<laughs> we're gonna get there. We're gonna get yeah, there. We're right. gonna get there. Okay, good. Um, you want to go? We could do a spare of the week. No, right go, now. go, no, no, go no, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go. You go. Finish. Finish your Additions. dumb script. You get real crazy when we don't I do it right. I go like Hulk crazy. Additions, corrections. Obviously, I have none. No JVL. I have a somebody tweeted at me like an hour ago telling me that there was a correction that I needed to do, and I know they what? were right, and now I forget what it is. Ah, I'm sorry. So really I was wrong about good this. content. I was wrong about this thing, and now I'm sorry about it, and I should have been correct about that thing. Okay, uh, I have one, which is uh, several listeners have pointed out the difference. We, you, Sonny asked this in the last episode, the difference between ice cream and gelato, uh, and the answer is uh, gelato is slower churned. Thereby making it less, uh, making it making it more uh, dense, less airy than ice cream. And generally, gelato uh, does not use eggs. Uh, it's not so eggsy, if you will. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, whereas ice cream does. Um, and and the other uh, differences, there's no ice cream flavor like you know strachtel. Oh, okay. Spirit of the week. Spirit of the week. This so, is del- I found this to be very drinkable and delicious. It's extremely good. It's extremely good. I thought good. it was delicious. There was no bite. What's yep. going on here, son? So we have the Old Forester branded, uh, or the Old Forester Statesman branded bourbon. And of course, Statesman is kind of tied to the uh, the Kingsman, the Golden Circle. It's it is a um, it is the product that is produced by the statesmen in the United States. They, you know, there's a bottle of it on the president's liquor liquor shelf. You know, and it 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 is kind of showed up throughout the movie, and it's really drinkable. I like we you know we discussed the um, prohibition style Old Forester a couple weeks ago, and I really loved it. Vic really loved it. JBL nice. even yes. really enjoyed it, yes. and it was it was a big a big hit with our with our listeners. They went out and picked up bottles. If you like that. Uh, you're gonna love this. It's it is it's a slightly lower proof. It's 95 proof, um, so it's a little bit smoother, a little bit more drinkable, and uh, totally, totally worth it at a very reasonable price point, uh, like was, 50, 60 bucks, something like say, that. Was, is that what you paid for, Sonny? Um, well, the the good folks at uh, Brown Foreman, old, Brown Foreman, and Old Forester, they sent me uh, a bottle here to drink here. We, I, I'm not a brand ambassador. I was going to ask, I'm not, I'm does not this fancy, qualify you but, to but be an ambassador? I, I'm just a shill because I love their product. I'm I'm just I'm just a fan. You're not. So they you're they you're I, nearly an ambassador. Uh, I don't I don't know about that. But an influencer. But I am a think influencer. I'm certainly a drink influencer. Oh. Um. And uh. And I. If you if you enjoy that, you should pick that up. Is, is some some wag some film Twitter wag uh, joked that this movie is basically just an excuse to sell liquor and they're they're partly right because the liquor is amazing <laughs> but also there is there is another there is another uh uh branded liquor with this this movie and i want to i just want to pull up the press release for it yes. the glendor the glendronach distillery uh just released a kingsman branded scotch oh and it is very pricey, my friends. It is a nine hundred dollar bottle. Only two hundred forty bottles coming to the United States. Mm-hmm. I I have not tasted it. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's good. It may be great, whatever. But if you see it on the shelves, you should mm-hmm. pick it up because it's clearly very limited, limited edition. Only two hundred forty mm-hmm. bottles here in the states. I mean, granted, nine hundred dollars is a lot. I understand, but you know, well, it's like one episode of the Substandard. For if you us, yeah, if right? you if you if you guys if if somebody on this show buys a bottle of that. <laughs> I think we can get. Uh, we could probably uh, convince more more people to uh, send us free free Glenn, booze. To, Glenn, to, Glenn you, didn't get, uh, you didn't get a Kingsman watch as part of this deal. No, did you? I didn't get a Kingsman watch. Didn't I don't care about watches. Watches are dumb. They didn't give you a Bremont. No, God. No. Is that, is that fun? Is that uh, how good is a product placement in the movie? Do they use the watches? Oh yeah, they use the watches yeah. all over the place, and they Pretty drink. Hot. They drink the bourbons. They drink the scotches. It's actually like it is. It is product placement that I don't mind because they are products that are created for the movie in yeah. a way. Mm. In, in and it's very different from the product placements. It's like, oh, Coke is so delicious. Let me drink some right here on camera. And also, I mean, look, this Statesman bourbon is like really good. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's at the really point, delicious. I at, have to tell you, I've the, had many bourbons, and this one is really, really up there. At this price point, uh, it is a very, it is mm-hmm. a very, mm-hmm. very, very mm-hmm. good bourbon. Old Forester goes back to 1870, but it's you know now part of the Brown Foreman family, which includes Jack Daniels' early times in Woodford Reserve. I've been there; oh. it's great, and that's where I actually saw the Old Forester being bottled. Yeah, uh, great stuff. JVL. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize Sorry. that they also made early times. I'm a big fan of early yeah. times. That's a uh, great yes, sipping, yes. great sipping bourbon. Yes. 
Okay. Um, that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victory Nomadis at Sunny Bunch. Again, uh, and sure. at JV Last. Make nope. sure to get to at JV Last. Please. Nope. How many followers you have there, Vic? I'm almost at 2,000. I'm Guys, like 20 we, away. I'm so can, excited. Can you please all go follow him right now? It's the end of the show. You're done listening to it. Just get Vic over the hump, please. You're one of the 50 He's people not, who have I'm made it so here. If we can excited. get 40% of you to follow I Vic Mattis. I am just so excited. I count every day. I'm like, okay, I'm like 20 away. Kyle, uh, Kristen, can you guys tweet <laughs> about this? Uh, please, Carl, please send me a substandard okay. fan. Guys, just, everybody tweet. We need to tweet kind. beg for Vic. It, it's, uh, again, be... You're very kind. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under Podcasts, and we're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. And don't forget, Substandard Show Notes just might be up on Friday at 11 a.m. Until next time. So what happens when you hit 2,000 followers? Do you have like a big party or something? Yeah. Is that yeah. what happens? Jack Dorsey comes to your house and he brings you a bottle of champagne. He's like, hey, That's you've made excited. it. That's very excited. Uh, I was, uh, JVL, I was telling uh, uh, Sonny, we had walked down the street uh, at, heading towards lunch and we parted ways. And I, for the first time, went to Sweet Green. I'd never been there. What's it like? Very interesting. It's like a cleaner version of the other, no, not that Chopped isn't clean, but I, it was I, like, do, I really don't understand why you keep saying you this. Like this. Chopped is you know, not a dirty place. No, it's you not. Are, you but are it's absurd. hard to explain. So you have to go and see it for yourself. It's really something. The only thing that's and, and, and the, the ingredients seem so much fresher, and it was really amazing. And I, I had a uh, a kale Caesar for only like eleven or twelve dollars. You should have seen the salad too. It was like the size of a half, bowl of cereal. Half the bowl, but tastier. So I'm going to pay twenty for even tastier salad greens for a cup. I'm going to have a cup of greens for twenty. Well, this is the fine dining rule, right? You know, a half as much food costs twice as much, but go. it's better. It's tastier. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. What? Sorry, oh, JVL. We can keep on going. Pretend I didn't say I that. Had, JVL, I, give I us something. I was going to you ask so quiet. you, you so if quiet. you guys had read the. <laughs> Variety review of Kingsman Golden Circle, where the no. reviewer, whose name I will not mention, spends a lot of time talking about how handsome Taron Egerton is. Mm. Well, that would be Eggsy himself, as played by model handsome Welsh actor Taron Egerton, whose jawline is so sharp you could practically chop wood with it. He's not certain. He's not terribly convincing as an action hero, and even less so in dramatic scenes, but he sure is purty, P-U-R-T-Y to look at there's more it goes on from there it's a really interesting review is this is this an og review i'm sure it's fine <laughs>